Raise the bar. Raise the bar. Let's begin. 20, 22, 23. Raise the bar. The bar. Moni Pearson. And you, you are listening. Level Next Podcast. It's the Doodlebug. Wellness, philosophy, the culture. And it's not laugh. Hey! Pull out a record. Hey, kids, get around. So basically, for people who are tuning in, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking to a gentleman named Devante who went above and beyond the call of duty to help out an Uber customer of his during the snowstorm that the DMV got slammed with last week. And it was crazy because nobody was expecting it. I swear, when we call for snow, we usually don't even believe the meteorologists because a lot of times we don't get hit. We got hit last week. You were out there, and and the craziest part is not only did you have to deal with, like, you, you're you dealing with your own stuff about the snow. You got to deal with somebody else and trying to make that person feel better. So please tell me, like, how long had you been, had you been out there Ubering for a while when everything went down, when it started to get, you know, really hectic out there? So actually, um, so it snowed on Monday and Monday I was technically off from my full-time job. So I have been pretty much asleep the entire time. Like even when the snow stopped and they were plowing like different streets and everything, again, I was getting my rest. Because one thing about me, I do sleep and I, okay. I get my sleep in. Respect, respect. <laughs> so, no, that's important. Um, I had woke up like later on Monday night and I was on the phone with my sister and we had been on the phone for a while. Then at this point, like around 12 midnight hit and I turned on my little Uber app or whatever. And I just looked at like the map, the whole map was red. And I was Mm. like, oh my God, that means there's money out there. I was like, (laughs) I, I was like, now, also, let me put this out there. I purchased a BMW in 2020. At that point, I had stopped driving for Uber and Lyft. I kept my accounts active, but I had not been driving. Oh, um, okay. I purchased a new BMW last September 2021. I just upgraded to something bigger, which was a truck. Um... I had vowed that I was not going to, you know, put miles on my luxury vehicle. I wasn't going to do that. Word. Absolutely. I don't know what possessed me that particular day to Love like look podcast. at the guy. It's but when I the looked, Doodlebug. It You're was listening dark to. red. It wasn't like a light red. It was dark red. Dark <gasps> red means money, money, money. So I, um, I was on the phone with my sister and she was like, you should go out there. I mean, your car's all-wheel drive. Go out there. You can get through the snow. And I'm like, I mean, if I can drive through the snow in the 2016 Ford Fusion or a Mazda or a little Chevy Malibu, I think my little all-wheel drive can get me where I need to go. So I was like, yeah. okay, let me throw on my clothes. And I got in the car. Um, when I got in the car, I pretty much I picked up three passengers prior to my fourth passenger all the rides were smooth i actually two of the three i picked up from the airport 
So I dropped okay. off passengers in D.C. and then went to the airport and picked them up. So, again, I had some highway traffic prior to yeah. her up. So, I, you know, I felt like the roads were good. Be- and then, you know, picked her up. And that's when, you know, everything. When it went happened. down. Yes. And okay, so I was reading the articles. I mean, I was literally going through like a lot of details about the situation before I learned about your story. And it seemed to me that there were trucks that were blocking ramps of and I'm like, how did oh my god like it, it seemed like anything that could go bad absolutely went, went yeah. wrong that particular day. So everyone else you were able to get to their destination and so it was when you were with her because you did you had a longer distance to go or something like that yes so when i picked her up from union station i was supposed to drive her from union station to williamsburg virginia oh oh, <laughs> oh. but you ha- but, again, Ooh. but again it was about the money at that point. Word. I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to be a good fair. I was excited. I, I was wide awake. Remember, I just slept all Monday. So, I mean, I wasn't going to sleep no time soon. And anyone that knows me knows that I do a lot of traveling in between D.C., Virginia, Charlotte, South Carolina. Like, I do a lot of traveling. I have family, yeah. church, and I'm driving. A lot of times, I've I told people, as long as it's less than eight hours, I can drive. Uh, no problem. So, again, Williamsburg is like two and a half hours or less from me. Yeah. I was full. I was down you for was the ride. You was good. Yeah. yeah. You were good for it. Yeah. Word, yeah. I was down word. for the ride. Woo. Man. So, to a, what was supposed to be a two-hour drive turned into a five-and-a-half-hour drive. Is that what happened? Is that like one way, both ways? Like, what are we talking? <laughs> so, we're talking... Two and a half hours turned into five and a half hours sitting in one location, one spot, never oh. moved. Oh no! Never oh my moved. gosh! And we're Y'all also, just... ta- we're oh, also ahead, talking sorry. about. So I'm I'm sure you're familiar with a highway. Oh, the course. the the northbound side and the southbound side are separated by. You know, uh, some yeah, cement. Yeah, the cops be chilling in the middle. Yeah. Be chilling in the middle. But yeah. you got that cement or whatever, the you know, the little border, the little barrier. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, let's just say, again, I had to think outside the box. So upon seeing that traffic wasn't moving, I made a U-turn facing oncoming traffic to get us off the highway, this was the first time, to try to go different routes, only for the police to reroute me back to oh. I-95. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Wow, man. So, the cops, like, because that that's the thing. It's like, from what I was reading about the whole catastrophe with the snowstorm on 95, for anybody who just joined and that sort of thing, um, there weren't anybody out to, nobody was out there helping no so you did see cops but they were just directing traffic the cops that i seen they were like maybe a mile away but on 
like side roads like you had to come off of an exit to drive like a mile down the road and you'll see them but they were blocking they were blocking off streets or blocking off roads because either there was down trees trees had fallen or there was power outages so they didn't want you to go down any of those roads they just told you oh you got to go back to 95 wow so at what point when you were driving did you realize we're in a whole like was how long were you because you said y'all were sitting in one spot for five hours was it at the beginning of that waiting period that you realized you guys were like in a situation or whatever was it the the sitting period or was it anything else that was going on so once okay once i got back onto i-95 and after the police said oh you just have to go back to i-95 i said oh okay no problem I get back to I-95 and again, I come off the ramp and boom, I'm just stuck. Um, We're just sitting there, tons of trucks, cars, everything is just like around us. We're just all parked pretty much. Mm -hmm. I look at my GPS and my GPS like, you know, your GPS will update you. And my GPS was like, oh, it had added an extra hour and a half to the trip. So I'm like, you know, I tell my passenger just to update you so it looks like the GPS, you know, an additional hour and a half. And so she's like, okay. And, you know, she's contacting her people just to update them of her whereabouts or whatnot. So, again, I'm on my phone as well with my sister and my mom. We're on a video chat because at this point, I'm like, well, if I'm going to be sitting for an hour and a half, let me at least, you know, have somebody entertaining me. So (laughs) we're on the phone. And again, I'm so deep in conversation with them. I'm, you know, checking on her. I'm not looking at the time. However, at this point, I'm noticing like two hours then went by. (sighs) Okay. They said we was going to be just, you know, hour and a half delayed. But that can't be an hour and a half because clearly we have not moved. So what I did was I sat there and I just Googled I-95 South, Northern Virginia. That's what I put in Google. And Google came up and I just started reading all these tweets. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There's people that said they have been sitting here for like 10 hours. Instantly, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I I can't sit here that long. So mm-hmm. then I proceed to call 911. I call 911. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, so I'm sitting on I 95 and traffic has not moved. 911 said, you need to call 311. Uh, not 311. You need to call pound 77 for Virginia Department of Transportation. So I said, okay, cool. Thank you for your service. And I hung up the phone. Um, I called Virginia. VDOT and the lady answered hi this is VDOT how can I help you and I said hi I'm sitting here on I-95 South at the Lorton exit and traffic has not moved in like two two and a half hours that's when she informed me oh we've been getting tons of calls there's tons of people that are in your same situation we are starting to get plow trucks and everything out so um, I don't have an update 
or a time frame for you at this moment. But if you call back, I could probably give you an update. So I said, oh, okay, thank you. And I hung up. Okay, I'm checking on my passenger. She's good. But again, she's talking to her family. And I'm not somewhat eavesdropping. But again, I'm just listening. And I can just tell that she's just getting overwhelmed. And here and there, I would turn the car off just to, like, preserve gas. Level next podcast. And it's one the time bug. Like, You're listening is to. It's the heat on. And I'm like, oh, hold on. Give me a second. Let me turn the car on for you. And so after a while, because again, I was only turning the car off for like maybe five minutes just to like preserve the gas. Because again, we're stuck. I can't get off this highway. Heat, like running heat might be taking a gas. I don't know. But all I know is I have never been stuck and I've never been in a situation like this. So I just got to, you know, try to do what I can. Um, again, Absolutely. she's talking to her family and her friends and I can just hear like, okay, she's like, she's like starting to get emotional at a point she was starting to cry. And I'm just like, Aww. oh, this is like really bad. And I would be like, do you need anything? I got what I got anything you need. She was like, no, I'm good. I just want to stay warm. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, if you need to stretch out, do whatever you need to. Cause again, it looks like we're going to be here for a minute. Again, I'm talking to my family as well on the phone. Time is going by. So at this point, I'm like, okay. The hours, the minutes, everything is going by. And there's, there's still no signs of relief. Like cars, we're not even inching up. There's not even slow progression. We're literally standing it. People are getting out their cars. They're looking around, you know, they're walking, trying to, I guess, stretch their legs. And I'm just sitting in the car like, this has to be a movie. Like, this can't be real. Yeah, like, yeah. I personally Absolutely. cannot be sitting and try. like, this is, I've never sat, just literally sat for more than a few minutes. So, I have a strong belief in God. I have, like, I go to church very often, but again, I have this strong belief in a higher power. And I just did like a brief meditation and I was just what? like, find me a way, find me a way to get out of here. Like I need to get out of here. Like I can't, because again, I suffer from a little anxiety. I won't say it's bad, but I know me and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what if I got to go to the bathroom? Like, I'm a very private person. I'm not opening up no car doors and squat. Oh, no. I heard, I, I heard now, there were people who turned their lights off just to help people have some privacy relieving themselves. I was like, oh, my gosh. I can and see. Like, for, for me, I'm like, if I was by myself, it would be one thing. But I have someone, a stranger, and my God, I'm like, this is absurd. Like, I no, like I was like, God, just just help me to get out of here. Once you get me out of here, trust me, I won't come back on 95 no time soon, especially if there's snow on the ground. You don't have to worry about that. And I literally will say I was on the phone with my mother and sister and they can attest. I was sitting there and at this point we was there for about five and a half hours at this point. I hear Beep, 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 beep. Mm. 
So I see a work truck. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the guys who was in the work truck, he gets out and he's backing the work truck up down the emergency lane on the left-hand side. Again, I'm sitting in the middle lane. There's people on my right. There's people on my left. This work truck is backing up on the left-hand side of the emergency lane. And I'm looking like, well, are they here to rescue us? Then when I looked at them, I said, they don't look like they work for BDOT. I said, they just look like they trying to get out of traffic. So I seen one car make a U-turn. And I was like, Lord, I just bought this truck. And I do drive a BMW truck. I said, I'm not trying to mess my car up. But if I need to maneuver through this traffic, I'm not worried about anything cosmetic. I just need to get us out of here. So once I seen them make a U-turn, I rolled my window down and the car that was next to me, I said, excuse me, can you back up a little? And he backed up. Once that car came by me, I made a U-turn. As that work truck was making way, the guy was telling truck, excuse me, can you move up? He even told the truck to tr track the trailer. I need you to move to the side. Once he did that, we were able to follow behind him we were able to go through cars, go up to, you know, like if you're coming off of a ramp onto the highway, mm -hmm, we were actually mm -hmm. driving into those people so that Ooh. we can, yeah, we were like, excuse me, can you move over Word. so I can come by you? So once we were getting around the ramp, what we did was there was an opening to get to the correct side if we were coming up 95 and coming off. So what okay. we did was we drove through that little open section and then onto the correct side of the street. And at that point, I was like, thank you all. And I like hit it through the city that I was currently in. And I hopped on I-95 North and I came back to Washington. Woo! Man, so once yeah. you hit North, you were good. Yes. Because yes. it was southbound that was completely at a standstill. So I'm not sure if people have had followed or have been reading, but also I learned while sitting in traffic, southbound and northbound were shut down for about 50 miles. Ooh. So from, wow. I would say from Lorton all the way to like, close to maybe King's Dominion area, maybe Richmond, shut down. Cars wasn't moving at all. Wow. wow. Was not moving at all. Level Next Podcast. It's the Doodlebug. You're listening to You Got a Big Heart. Or do you? Do you? Do you? Just because you're willing to put yourself through things does not mean that you have a big heart. I have experience with this. At one point, I would say, oh, my heart is huge. I know what my intentions are with people. I mean, well, but not understanding that some of the patterns and some of the habits that I had were the exact opposite of having a big heart. A lot of the times I hear that like this well, is a next podcast. Constant it's the Doodlebug. Saying in the black community. A lot of the times you just don't want no smoke. 
A lot of people don't realize that they're putting themselves through things and repeating patterns that really come more from their lack of self-esteem. Just because you're willing to put yourself through things does not mean that you have a big heart. A lot of the times what happens is you have different examples of the same pattern of things that you don't realize are happening. So you're repeating things, you're doing the whole insanity stuff. And a lot of the times you're expecting a future to be a Russell. And this is definitely not just the women. So don't like I'm using the metaphor because there's a lot of people that you're looking at to be certain things that are not ultimately going to be those things. And so you give yourself credit to self-soothe by saying, oh, I have a big heart and people with big hearts are going to win. Yeah, you'll win if you find better people. You'll win if you set boundaries for yourself. You'll win if you understand that, you know, you're going to attract what you ultimately are. And um, even if you attract more than that, if you gravitate and only like see the people who aren't really showing up for you in ways that you need them to show up. Or if you understand the fact that you are unable to have a conversation with a person about something that bothers you or you feel that you have relationships that are more built out of convenience, then you have a choice. You know, you have a choice whether you entertain it and you definitely have a choice if you deal with it. But ultimately it starts and stops with you. It's accountability. So make sure that when you measure how big your heart is, you can say it's because you love yourself just as much. This is simply just a loving reminder to love your self too i love you <laughs> three two one go so so when you went back north did you already have a game plan for how everything was going to play out like were you kind of like in the car like carrying the one as you just like all the lights because i know i probably would have been on some like okay so if i can, okay so she going here yeah so how so once once I was maneuvering through traffic and when we was going through our escape, I told her, I said, hey, let your family know that I'm getting off of I-95 South. Her dad was like, no, stay. I need my daughter to come home. I'm like, sir, unfortunately, it's not going to work because literally they're anticipating that we won't be cleared to like drive for another 12 to 16 hours i can't sit here that long my gas tank may not last that yeah long. i was gonna ask you if you ran out of gas but you said you were turning the car off and yes. periodically yes. to preserve so yes. were you were you like good on gas when you, you had an opportunity to actually get out of there so i was a little under a half of a tank just okay, okay just good. shot of a half of a tank good. um but again when i started the trip I was just a quarter away from full. So within that five hour, five and a half hour time frame, my gas had depleted more than I needed it to. So, um, you know, her father was just like, no. And then she was like, dad, no, seriously, we're just sitting here. Like I've been looking at the same stuff for the last few hours. So then I think he might've hung up. 
So then she called her mother and her mother got on the phone. And at this point, now I'm on I-95 North and I'm coming back to D.C. And her mom is like, well, we spent all the money to put you in the Uber to get you home. So I was like, well, I'll just, you know, I can, I'll. I was like, I'll just put her in a hotel. And they was like, well, again, we don't have money for a hotel. And she's not old enough to get a room. I'm like, Because she well, was, what, 15, 14? I, I learned that she was 15. Oh, that's my daughter. Yeah. That's my youngest daughter's age. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> so when oh. the mother was like, I, I, don't, I don't feel safe. Like, I, this is like the mother started to panic. So I said, sweetheart, let me do something. I opened up my glove compartment. I pulled out my business card from my full-time job. I said, take a picture of the front and the back. I said, send this to your parents. Let them know they can Google me. They can check my company's website. They can do whatever they need to do because I know that what they're probably thinking. Again, you don't know me. I don't know you. However, I'm not a crazy guy. All I want to do is just get you safe because Union Station, the trains are not running. They're going through the same situation that the highway is going through. The trains can't make, make it from Fredericksburg. So unfortunately, a train taking you to Virginia is not in a plan. A Greyhound or a Megabus is not in a plan because again, the highway that they have yeah, to take you can't is shut go, down. Yeah, you can't go nowhere. So again there took a lot of convincing it wasn't until i pulled up to the hotel because at this point i didn't made it back to washington and i said do i need to talk to your parents again so she was like mom he would like to know and so she gave me the phone and i said again i understand your concern i totally get it i have nieces and nephews that are younger than her I understand your fear and your concern. However, she's tired. She's exhausted. She's emotional. I said, I personally suffer from anxiety. I am trying my best to stay calm for both me and her. I said, however, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get her a hotel room. I'm going to make sure she get into the room safe. But what I cannot do is just sit here with no plan of what to do with her. Because I live in D.C. My house is literally not far. So after, you know, breaking all of that down to her, she's like, okay, I'm okay with you getting a room for her. I said, thank you so much. Because again, I'm not going to do something if the parents tell me no. Um again crazy enough i could have just put i could have said no you have to get out i could have did a lot of that but again that's not in my nature one you're a child you're a young lady again we look on the news we see girls going missing all the time if i can prevent something of that nature i'm going to do whatever i have to do to make sure she's safe so i get to one hotel right in a major part of D.C. off of New York Avenue, a courtyard, Marriott, and I'm like, hey, do y'all have any rooms available? They're like, oh, we won't have nothing available until about 10 or 11. At this time, it's around, around about 8.15 in the morning. 
Okay. So I'm like, well, that's not going to work. Um, okay, let me go to another hotel. So then it dawned on me. I live in downtown D.C. Mm-hmm. I live two blocks away. There's tons of hotels near me. So I said, let me check a hotel that's literally walking distance from my house. It's probably two blocks or less. I drove from one hotel to the second one. Once I got to the second hotel, you know, I I like to make a little laughter because I can be somewhat of a jokester. I put my hand to the good Lord. When I walked in that hotel, I nicely walked up to the front desk. And I I don't know, a lot of people have seen what's love got to do with it, but I walked up to that front (laughs) desk and I told him, and I said, sir, I'm not Tina Turner, but I do need to know if you all have a room available and I need it available now. He was like, oh, yes, we have rooms available. I was like, thank you, Jesus. And I didn't ask about the cost. I just said, here's my card. He said, can I have your ID? Here you go. Got the room key. Went back to the car. I said, okay, sweetheart, here's your room key. I got her luggage out the car. I made sure she got to the room okay. I told her, I said, text me once you wake up. I said, once you wake up, I'll either drive you back to Union Station. If the trains are not running, tell your mother, I will personally drive you back to Williamsburg. I'm not gonna turn the app on, you don't have to worry about paying. I will personally drive you back to Williamsburg. But right now, I need you to get rest. I'm going to go to my house, which is literally one one block up and another block across. I said, all you have to do, text me when you wake up. Let me know you're ready. If you need anything to eat, anything, just let me know. I can. She was like, okay, I'll be good. So I came back home. I couldn't instantly go to sleep because one, I thought I was in a movie. So seriously, in, when I left my house. It was dark. (laughs) When I walked back in my apartment, every bit of sun was shining outside. And I'm like, what happened? Like, what really happened? So when I finally went to sleep, um, I probably, it took me about two hours to go to sleep. I woke up around three. Mm -hmm. When I woke up, I looked at my phone and there was a message from a young lady. And she said, hey, just wanted to let you know that my parents are sending a family friend to pick me up. I said, okay, no problem. I said, text me when they're, when they're there to pick you up. So, you know, just to let me know you're safe. She said, okay, I will. I said, if you need anything in the interim, just let me know. She said, okay. I, you know, still in my house, I'm just going on with my day. Around about eight o'clock that night, she texted me and said, hey, I'm checking out. What do you want me to do with the room key? I told her, leave the room key there. I'll take care of everything. I said, are you in the car? She said, yes, they picked me up. Um, she said, my parents want me to tell you, you know, thank you so much. You didn't have to do this, but I really, really appreciate it. And she was like, you know, I really appreciate everything you did. And I said, no problem. I said, again, let me know once you get home. And, you know, just to let me know you're safe. And she was like, okay. So once she got to Williamsburg, she texted me and, you know, I'm here. Thank you again for everything that you did. And that was that. Oh, man. That is absolutely amazing. You had me almost teary-eyed for a second. (laughs) I was just like, oh, my God. 
just thinking about my own kid, like being yeah. in a situation like that. And like the fact that you were able to empathize with her situation and she was blessed enough to be put in an Uber of a person who cared about her well-being. And that's mm -hmm. the part that I just really, really like when you think about humanity and sometimes us having to like come together as, you know, we, we cohabitate the same spot regardless of how different our backgrounds might be or whatever and stuff like exactly. that. When you can actually just show that you are a child of God. Exactly. And, 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 and you did stay in prayer. And I just think that's so important, too, because it's kind of like that, that relationship with God. And, it's and the doodlebug. You're listening <laughs> doesn't to. doesn't feel the same. You know, I respect that. But I definitely, you know, personally know that relationship with God is like of the utmost importance. And exactly. It just helps. It just is, you know, like getting through that situation had to be like I had a friend that said that she was out there for 23 hours coming wow. home for her birthday. And I just like I cannot imagine the level, the, the, the psyche situation, yeah. like which you have to be personally on to actually be in that type of circumstance out there not knowing if anybody's coming because I'm sure there were plenty of cars that ran out of gas oh yeah just, we're just completely stranded oh yeah and I mean thankfully VDOT does like put gas in your car or whatever or something like that so I hope you know but good lord like you sir and I heard you got a job offer too, so please tell me about that. Like, what what happened with that? You got a job offer online. So, um, one of the news stations, um, News Nation, News Nation Prime, they reached out to me to do an interview, and I did the interview. It they posted the interview on Twitter. Um, the interview went viral, and a new ride share company called ride alto the ceo he personally reached out to me and said hey um you know pretty much you, the way you handle that your act of kindness your your gratitude and your human everything that you did i want you to work for my company and so they offered me a position to be a lead driver which is more so of an office type job where basically I would be training drivers, um, making sure they understand safety, the cars, and just training them to exemplify leadership and, you know, customer service and just having that, that um, uh, similar to, you know, how I carry myself when doing ship. So they again they did offer me the position and um as of today you're the first person to find this out um as of today i did have to decline the offer uh. only because um again i'm a full-time property manager and a realtor oh, and okay. my job requires a lot of time and attention um, I manage up to I think I have 80 properties alone in my portfolio and I deal with single family homes and condos so that's about 80 owners or more plus like 160 tenants and the scheduling that you know we were trying to work out it just wasn't going to work and then another thing is I'm 
heavenly involved in my church. So between my church schedule and my work schedule, I'm busy, but I can find the time to do Lyft and Uber because the flexibility. Again, I turned on my app at 12 midnight. Um, So I had to, again, respectfully decline. But as I stated to the company, I'm going to continue to push your brand because they offer something that Uber and Lyft doesn't. It's a luxury ride share service company that is pretty much like a limousine service, but at a much cheaper price. And again, um, they're offering safety. A lot of their um, drivers are like, they, they go through a very strategic background, like the background check and everything else is superb. So you're, I feel safe recommending someone to take a ride with them or going to work for them because I feel like they're offering something that a lot of people are looking for in companies like that because like you said what if she didn't get a driver like me she could have got some nutso or some person that just you know is not right but it was just a blessing overall and again I thank them for the opportunity and you know they never know what the future may hold. I might one day need to come to them, but right now, <laughs> my 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 real estate and property management business is booming, so I need to stay focused. Well, that is an absolute blessing, and you certainly were a blessing to that young girl. So I just that I just I'm just like just hearing this story. I'm like my goodness, and I appreciate you for articulating this so well. Like thank you for the details. Like I wasn't expecting that, and you gave me more than what I asked for. So thank you for that. Absolutely, like I'm very grateful to have spoken with you because we need more stories like that to remind us that humanity actually exists in the world. Because Lord knows I could be cynical. Probably about like four to five times out of the week. So exactly. <laughs> Any example of us being great out here, I just completely embrace it, and you are absolutely amazing, sir. And I, I take my hat off to your uh, your efforts for that Thank girl, you. because Lord knows I would want somebody to look out for my child that way. Definitely. I agree. I agree. Okay. And you um, continue to be blessed. And again, thank you so much for coming on.